All right, jumping back in. As you all deal with the, uh, begin to deal with the aftermath of this, you watch as, um, just a moment, slow to my phone. You failed your save too, by the way. Did he? Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> I thought, I thought another NPC was about to die. Oh. It's hard to remember when you have a mini up there that's laying down. Mm-hmm. Not that I have anything to heal anybody with, and we know that my medicine checks were just about like. Worthless. You wouldn't have been able to see it anyways, just because of where it was at. Like that would have been tough for you. Yeah, because it went after the first or mm-hmm. second round. I was already up the stairs where I couldn't see. Yeah. Yeah, that was the only problem with me. I was so separated from everybody, I couldn't get to you or to like even with the. I could only move the healing spirit thirty feet. Yep. Before Shakashua stayed with me and didn't. Go somewhere else because, yeah, but luckily, healing ward 60 feet. So, as you guys all sit here, the smoke finally begins to clear as Castros dismisses his giant fan (laughs) and begins to come down. And he's he looks distraught because his brand new fancy vest that he had bought for this performance that he was still wearing the sleeves. Sorry, Nathan are now covered, the acid just ate away at them. That also, Artemis, rude. your fancy f- clothes are also melted and, ta- and, and in tatters right now. That's just rude. Just little, little insult to injury there. But also, as you look around at the damage, this foyer, it, it, looks, it looks rough. I'm really, really sorry. Colvin kind of unties Meredith and she's sobbing right now and he turns to you and he runs over and he looks angry and frustrated but then he grabs you and he pulls you into a hug he says, I told you not to deal with the dust hunters I know, we really hadn't intended to um, well, we actually came across the box and we didn't know what we were getting into she's, she, he kind of he kind of um, he looks at you and what, what box? What is... Did you... Shh. I don't know what's going on. All I know is that you had made a deal with her to find something. Let's say we found it, and, well, we weren't sure what to do with it, and, well, we made the wrong choice. I wouldn't say it's the wrong choice. We just made a choice. We had several choices. Uh, One could have been more wrong. He kind of... Uh, true. Something was locked inside the box. We thought it might be good. It was not. We didn't know what she was or who she was. I mean, it didn't do us any harm. No. It said it was going to leave us alone, go do its own thing. Yes. And it must have been a devil of some kind. Yes. That's what they hunt. They hunt demons, fiends, things in this world that aren't supposed to be here. The problem is, is that because of their order, they're strict on the rulings, when someone deals with the devil or makes a deal with the devil of any kind, they believe you all to be charmed by said devil. It is extreme, it is zealousy, it is something that not many people in Thielden agree with, but it is what their order believes. They will keep coming for you. Great. But I'm glad you're alive. If it makes you feel better, she was never going to kill us. They're not allowed to kill innocents. 
She cast a spell on us when they first got here. We weren't able to say anything because of the gags in our mouth. But it required us to tell the truth, and when all of us told them that we did not know anything about your dealings with this devil, they left us be. Can't harm or can't kill. Can't yes. harm. Can't kill. Sorry, I thought. Entryway. He looks yeah. around. Oh, God, this is going to be expensive. And by that point, you do watch as coming through the front door, like the, well, the entryway that is no longer a doorway. You see as Mercy comes through and she runs through the, like what's left of the smoke and she looks around and says, well, I got the guards, but they were already on their way here when I ran into them. But here they are and you watch as there's about four sets of guards that run in behind her, uh, spears drawn, um, kind of out. What's going on here, Mr. Interval? Fantastic work, Mercy. Thank you. And she, he kind of looks at each of you. I'll handle this. She won't just rest. Yeah, the fox, like jumping around. Jumping around. All right, oh. go and heal whoever you want to heal. Yep. Can I sit down and try to take a short rest? You may. <laughs> <laughs> and Casseros is going to sit down and whip out his uh, his lyre and begin to play a song of rest for each of you. So add an additional two points of healing to your hit dice. How much does Zelda need? She's she's a she didn't have much. She had ten hit points, so it wasn't taking much. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember what your two d six was the first time, but I think it was seven. I just knew. I, it, it's think, I think that I think was, it was right. Seven. I think it was seven. So she would she would probably be okay. Okay, so. I guess, can she take the healing from Kazros? Yeah, she can. She takes a short rest. How much do you need? Did I get one from that? That's what I was asking. I mean, did we get, did all of us get one like that time before from whatever Kazros does? Yeah, two, you yeah, get two, two hit points. Two, oh, I get two, two? points. Yeah, two points. Two hit points. Oh, two, points. two hit points. Just yeah. two points. Yeah. Okay, so... Do you need any Lakin? I don't think you got hit, did you? I did get hit. Oh, did <laughs> she got hit a couple times. <laughs> I don't think she got hit. She didn't get hit by but full myth, myth, but the other guys hit Yeah, the other ones got uh, you. Yeah. Not a full myth Molly but a, like, Dallas Conner. <laughs> I'm 23 of 32. You can take 10. So, heal up all the way. Did you say Fulmouth Mollywop? <laughs> yeah, I was a full Fulmouth Mollywop. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think he hits you three times, like three or four times with that long sword, so he cuts you up pretty good. You can heal ten. I did. Ten? Nice. Mm-hmm. I still got more. I'm just divvying it up right now. Left. Oh, that was with ten in my hit dice. That I'm I'm full thirty two points. 
Okay. It didn't take one. How much do you have left? I think I need seven more. Okay, I got one that's eight. So you can take that. Heal up. Healing spirit's so good after combat. Mm -hmm. So much. Hey, Thunderwave played finally. You managed to finally Finally. knock some people on their asses with Thunderwave tonight. (laughs) It's like failed you a couple times in the past, but tonight you got it both times. What'd you roll on that uh, hit dice? Uh, uh, six and eight, fourteen. So, uh, you can get that back. I have enough. Uh, I mean, I need to not use. All, use. all of them. Oh, all of them? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, not, I'm sorry, I was I'm like, wait. I'm going to figure out where the hit dice are in this. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. You're welcome. So I rolled really well on those. Rolled two ten, no three tens, and an eleven, and then above four on everything else, which is two d six. So it's yeah. a little bit better. Basically twenty d six worth of healing. Mm-hmm. It's a little ridiculous for a level two spell. It's good though for like right outside of combat. Yeah. I think that's where it comes in clutch is like during short rests and stuff mm-hmm. more than anything. Yeah. All right, so. As you guys are just hanging out in the living area, you see the floorboards in the foyer are splintered, cracked. There's where you cast Thunderwave twice. They're like curved upwards and and uh, like in this making this like you know where Moses split the Red Sea. It's just kind of like just split in this huge crack in the floor. Um, and then the. Uh, between the fireball, like all of the tapestries that were hanging are just in burnt tatters. The doors are off the hinges. Luckily, the house is made of stone, so 25 uh, points of fire damage wasn't quite enough to bring it down. But uh, you did rock the foundation a little bit. Uh, the <laughs> stairway leading up the stairs is still, like the, the wood is still turning into goop as the acid's melting through it, just making this big line in the middle of it. It's a... Uh, it's a pretty rough scene. A lot of damage here. That it was time to remodel. I, I don't think so. Done. No, <laughs> as the uh, as you guys finish your short rest, about the time that Colvin finishes with the guards, and he. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I know it's not gonna help. I'm just gonna go to cast mending, like. On <laughs> <laughs> the oh, no, clothes. Try, just yeah, trying to. What is it? How does it read? Whatever I can. Uh, do, let's try to make it a little bit less. A torn cloak. No larger than a foot. Like a foot? Ah, it would be foot. enough then. And then a dimension, yeah. So you, you kind of wander over to Castorist. You make him feel a little better. As you manage to mend the the entire shoulder piece of his vest, mm. kind of pulling it back together again, the threads reattaching with mending as it kind of pulls it back and puts his his uh, he looks at you and he says, "Thank you." You're welcome, dear. It's not much, but it's something. Do we have anything where we can um, at least barricade the door so it's not a gaping hole?
Is there any, there's nothing left at the door, right? Yeah, no, I mean, the doors are there. They're just in the yard, like. Oh, can we go pick them up yeah. and <laughs> try and put them back on the hinges and <laughs> cast mending on the hinges so at least we can close the all doors? Right. Yeah, all right. as, you, as you wander over the front doors, you guys all, uh, all of you heave-ho. Zilda doing most of the heavy lifting as she picks it up with you and carries the door around and you guys put it back on the hinges and use mending to kind of put it, put it back together again. Um, they're still like arced inwards and bent and the wood is completely charred on the inside. Um, but like, looks like a, like the inside of a, uh, of a whiskey barrel or a burnt whiskey barrel. It looks pretty rough. I believe they call this a rustic look. So, you know, could come around in style. It's fine. You, Meredith kind of wanders behind you and looks at that. Sh- <laughs> yeah, I, I could probably work with this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's going to be fine, I promise. Keep something out. She, I think I'm going to go to bed. I think I'm going to go to bed. Yes, I'm going to go to bed. And she turns around and begins to make her way up the stairs. You watch as one of the stairs just comes, oh, collapses, no. and she looks down <laughs> and just and just continues to step <laughs> upwards, uh, kind of walking up. Uh, she rushes off to her bed bed chambers. Um, you hear as Colvin dismisses the guards as they say. Yes, sir. We'll keep watch out tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll post guards outside of your premises for the next few days. Thank uh, you. Colvin turns to all of you and... Well, I need a drink. Don't know about the rest of you. Yes. So you wonderful. He looks over at Coulter. <laughs> and Coulter's just kind of like... He, he's sitting in the corner. He's like... <clears throat> I'm going to whip something up for you all and... Uh, yeah. As he's walking past you, he kind of says, You know, if I hadn't been tied up out of old grass to us, <laughs> he kind of keeps pat- moseying on past you. Absolutely. Can you do something similar? He kind of turns do? towards you and he. Yeah, let me see what his is, actually. I believe he's brass, so. I had it pulled up here somewhere. Oh, here it is. Um. Uh, yeah, so he's, he kind of walks past you, watches, uh, he kind of, oh, yeah, what do you think I like the, what do you think I like the oven with? Oh. <laughs> I wonder why breakfast is cooked so quick. I know, so fast. So he shuffles past you all and makes his way into the, uh, into the kitchen. Um, Brink comes back not long, not long after with a few glasses and a bottle of, uh, brandy and begins to pour each of you a glass and slides it around. Colvin looks at you all and... Well, I suppose the safest thing for now is probably for you all to get out of town pretty quickly. Which I suppose you were planning on leaving town and weir, yes? Yes. Probably for the best. Before they come looking for you again. And they will. But they'll likely retreat to their headquarters. Can I ask you something? Yes, of course. Do you know anything of a Captain Senar? Senar? Yes, I do. Uh, Captain of the Stormwalker, I believe. Yes. Yeah, she's uh, an interesting one. Been pillaging several of our ships off the coast of De La Mar, headed north. She has a ragtag crew with her. 
Sarwagon, half-orcs, dragonborns. She tends to align herself with non-humans, for the most part. She likes their strength. Do you know if they're after anything in particular? Just taking what they can take, or if there's some kind of moral code? Not sure, to be honest. They, uh... They've hit a few of our merchant vessels, as well as a few others. I don't think they have any real... Uh, method to their madness. They just go after what they can get. Mm. They port an argumum, as most pirates do. The problem with the Stormwalker is its name. Every time they strike, is within a storm. As if conjured up by magic. You don't see them coming before it's too late. Why do you ask? Seems like you're getting tangled in with a very unsavory bunch here, Adnan. Hmm. Not me. <laughs> I see. But Cass Rose. Senna is known as the. Uh, she takes the name of the most manly woman on the high seas, and her name sticks by it. She's bested every man in sword combat that she's ever come across. She's deadly with a blade. We advise many of our vessels that if they come into contact, to just turn it over. Ergamum is actually on your De Lamar map here. It is north. You see that point on the top right? Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, those of you in the area would know Ergamum is a uh, it's an independent city-state. It is, and it is the home of pirates. It is run by pirates, and no one knows exactly how their politics work except for those within it. Castros would actually have a little bit of knowledge on that as he would kind of speak of it. I, I spent a little bit of time there um, when I was captive, mostly on the ports, but um, didn't get inside the city a whole lot. It's, it's very sketchy. Everyone there is dangerous, and they all like to steal shit. Good to know. But they do have a code. Within the city, you don't steal from one another. You can gamble, and you can take it fairly, but within the city, they don't steal from one another. Only on the seas. As to whether or not they stick by that code, who knows. Well, I don't know about you all, but I'm quite tired. So, maybe we call it a very eventful night. Very eventful. Get some rest. 
I'm gonna go cast um, ritual cast alarm on the door. Okay. All right. So ritual cast alarm on the door. And then wherever Casaros is staying, I also want to put another one out. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. On his window and everything. The room itself is probably twenty by twenty feet, so you'd be able to pretty much compass the whole, the whole room. room. Yeah. As you cast. All right. Um, with that, Mercy kind of looks to you all as you all are heading off to bed. And uh, oh, also one thing I would like to remind you: don't forget you do have that crystal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna spend some time mm-hmm. before bed. Right. Um, yes. With that, Mercy kind of looks to you all and says, "Well, I suppose we should expedite our journey now. The festival's over, and I guess we need to find a vessel to get us down and where." True. We have some errands that we have to run in the morning. Do you mind? No, no. Before we leave? I will work on getting us a ship. Perfect. Do you need any help? Do you need any money? Uh, no, I should be fine. Um, yeah, I should be fine. Alright. So, you all take your long rest. Um, is there anything you want to do before you take a long rest? I want to spend some time with the crystal. Okay. Do I see uh, Adeline? And oh, Laurelie. Laurelie. Sorry. As you begin to take some time with it, um, it is indeed a some type of prison. Um, kind of held together with this crystal. Um, you you said you cast Detect Magic on it? Or no, you've already done that before. Sorry, what did yeah, you Yeah, I, I just wanted to spend some time with spend it and inves- investigate okay. it and see if there's so, anything different from as you, when I looked at it before. Yeah, as you take some time with it, make an Arcana check for me. Can I cast Guidance on myself? You may. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Who was it that had Detect Magic going in the... Tipsy tanker, that was you. Okay, that's what I need to know. 24. As you begin to examine it and, and spend some time with it, you do see there's, there's there are some runes kind of etched in. It's just very finely etched in around the, around the crystal itself here and there. You can definitely see swirling around like this sea of clouds inside of it. Um, you see people, you see young men, young women, all of them swirling about, you see uh, as if they're ethereal, these like spiritual looking looking forms. You can hear as each one passes by, they just, just kind of ah, no! like each of them kind of calling out. Um, and you do see after a while, you watch as Laura Lee's figure kind of presses up against it, like pressing up against the glass and looks at you with these sad eyes. Um, with a with with that role, you you gather. These glyphs, you see they're tied to something. This magic does not originate here. It it is connected. There are threads. You can see it's connected to something else. And you also gather based on the, there's several runes as you kind of like carefully look around it um, as though it's a prototype maybe? Like you gather there's some glyphs that look like they were beginning to be etched in and then they stopped and changed them. 
It's almost like this is a test of some kind. Is there any way that I could attempt to... Would I know if, if I dispel the magic on it, would the runes stay? If you dispelled the magic on it, the runes would likely stay, but it would it would just break the magic. Okay. I was trying to figure out if I need to like copy what I see first. No. Even though runes would stay, they'd just become unmagical. Okay. Yeah. Um Would I get any sense from doing that in the attempt of dispelling the magic that it might go horribly wrong? Would that roll? Probably not. I'm gonna attempt to do that. All right, so you reach down, you go to cast Dispel Magic on it. I need you to make the Arcana check to see if you can break it. Okay. Ah, it's cold. Ma. All over the place. All over the place. Arcana? Yeah. I think it's whatever it, what does it say if it's higher than level three? It's uh, spellcasting ability. So it's plus your wisdom. Plus wisdom. And then the DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. Okay. So that is a 22. <laughs> Well, I think I'm actually 19, so uh, yeah, that'll do it. As you extend your hand and you force this dispel magic onto this uh, this item, and you watch as the room, the the outside of the crystal begins to crack and crumble, and you see as the magic dissipates, this sliver of crack kind of opens in the side. And there is this burst of energy. You watch as all of this wind comes knocking out. You get knocked backwards. Your bed gets pushed into the wall. The, the curtains begin to billow. And you watch as like an episode out of, or like a, a, a scene out of Ghostbusters, all these spirits come pouring out, swirling around in your room until they dissipate. And then you see as one is remaining standing in the middle of the room, you see Lorelei as she wanders over to you and she places her hands on your cheek. They're cold. And she puts her forehead against yours and she says, Thank you. And then fades. Wait, what? I'm trying to straighten up the room a little bit after that. Was that loud where we would hear? Pretty loud, yeah. It's pretty loud. Those of you that are down that hallway would definitely hear. Go check on her and see. You guys wander in and you, you catch just the tail end. You see is there's this uh, spectral image of this, um, this young girl that's got her hands on Adnet's face and her forehead against hers. Tears, like ethereal tears pouring down her face as she smiles and then vanishes. Heard the commotion. I thought something was wrong. I guess. Because uh, it's not. I'm. I'm sorry. I got a little antsy. I was really worried about Norley, and um, I tried to dispel the magic on the crystal, and I think it worked. So. Is that who was touching you? Yes. 
So, I think they're all free now. Free to the other side? Yes. Let's the ferryman. Hopefully so. Looks good. Yeah. It's still intact, though. As you say this, and you hold it, and you look down at it into that crack, you see an eye looking out at you. And then as it looks you up and down, you hear this this woman. (laughs) And then the eye closes and fades. Leaving you with nothing but a hollow crystal. You know, I was taking a look at this thing and I don't think that it's the finished piece. I think someone was testing it. It was a prototype. Which means they're probably making more. This is just not actually finished yet. No. I don't think the timeless death is really gone. Not yet. Question is who's behind the timeless death? I don't know. Maybe whoever that was is peeking in on us. On me. Hmm. Sorry, I got a little antsy. I just... Oh, you put it out of this. Yeah. (laughs) On that note, actually, it's a... Good point of note. As the crystal opens and kind of splits, um, let me think of where this magic is coming from. Actually, no, I take it back. Sorry, my apologies. This magic doesn't come from the those particular. So Cecilia does not see this magic. I think we've been over this already. <laughs> Sorry, we got to think about it. As I like, know, it does not come from this this plane of magic. It's different. Um, but you gather, like I said, with the runes, with that check, that the, it is tied to something else. It's tethered to something that's distant. You just don't know where or what. You know, that man that we met, what was his name? He was awfully interested in this thing. Oh, yeah, he was wounded very badly. Yes. Um, Denaricus. Yeah. He said he was going to be. Oh, I can't remember where he said he was going. Theseus. Yeah, he was going okay. back to Theseus. Theseus is a good. It's further than it took you guys to get here from Stonebrook. It's a good distance off. And he seemed incredibly nervous. Do you remember oh, yeah. that when we showed Absolutely. him this? He's situation? like. Extremely nervous. Um. He's only trading on the information. I really didn't like him. He didn't have good manners. He really wanted stuff for information. Yes. But I guess if you got it, you can demand what you want if you don't have to give it up. It's true, I suppose. If you do become the most powerful wizard there is, try not to be like that. If you can help it. No, the idea is to go and be the best wizard to help everyone to go and stop all this. Oh. Those are good ideals. Don't know that I actually knew them. 
You've always just wanted to say you wanted to be the best. You never said the best to help other people. Well, yeah, there's no reason for anybody to suffer. I mean, it's otherwise, why would I want to be a wizard? I just. I don't know. Power? <clears throat> Limitless power? I don't care it's, about the power. I want to be. most people. This will be free. Hmm. Are you not? It's hard to be free when you don't really know who you are, where you came from. I suppose that's true. It's freeing in a way, though. You're not really tied to anyone or anything. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, except in the back of my head, every day, every night. I'm wondering what really went on. That I might have a whole lot of things to answer for. Hmm. So it's I not really like free. That. It's more of a curse to say. I hope you don't have anything to answer for. I don't really know because I'm very confused. And anyways, what's um? I suppose we should get some sleep. Yeah, do that and then go collect. Uh... Let's see, maybe we we'll get some more information. We want to tell them that we take care of the timeless death. For now, I mean, you think you give us any reason not to give us a payment if we don't know that it's gone for good? But we. Do we have proof? Uh, hopefully he stopped aging. I guess we'll have to find out in the morning. Yes. We'll go by the magic shop and retrieve uh, yep. the tinkerer's place and retrieve the item through. Oh, mm. no. I'm not exactly sure where we left that, but okay. Mm. All right. Well, good night. All right. Good night. Everybody be safe and yes. see you all in the morning. In the morning. Good night, Cecilia. Night. Actually, before um, going to bed, I kind of want to sit down and kind of think about all the different colors of stars that I've seen and trying to connect as to what each mean. Uh, maybe make a ooh, make a religion check. A religion check. <laughs> I hear a plus religion. Hey, who knows? What is it? 17. 17. You remember you've had a couple of run-ins with strange entities. Um, The uh, you remember seeing the entity that was in the stadium in the stands that was uh, the hooded one with the golden mask you remember seeing like deep dark blues and this almost orangey red color through his magic, as well as the rest of the the masked individuals known as the returned. You remember in the temple of uh, Erebos, whenever you opened that portal, opened that rift, you remember seeing the stars were violet and gold. Um, you also remember in the temple to Farica. When you saw magic there, it was always like deep teal greens and bronze and gold and yellows. And whenever people cast magic, it always changes depending on the type of magic it is, but it changes to one of to some of these colors or other ones. You're starting to wonder if magic is being pulled as if from the gods themselves. The one that really stands out to you is you remember 
when you had your run-in with Mathrios. When you and Adoneth went to visit the ferryman, you remember the all of the gold, you remember the mist of green and yellow around him. And whenever you were in the with the Usher of Athreos, you remember his form was covered in the same color stars. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Did we lose her? We lost her. Oh no! Wait, no, she's there. Okay. Uh, okay, we're back. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I'm good. I guess the only other thing. Um. I know Nathan would wanna. Um. Nathan would wanna train. 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 Yeah. yeah Maybe the other success. That's a good point. Good point. Mavis trained. <laughs> I got a note right here. That is a very good point. All right. And with that, you all get the benefits of your long rest. And morning comes to pass. And you all make your way down the stairs of the Hinterval Manor down into the foyer. Um, you do see as uh, you watch as Mercy is already there. She's got her gear packed. She's already got it like packed up neatly in a bundle on her backpack um, with all everything kind of wrapped up tightly. As um, you guys are beginning to make your preparing to make your way out today. Do, quick question. Do we want to wait for everyone to level up until we can get together next time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because you guys did level up, right? Yeah. So, uh, oh, that's right. You guys will. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. We can go ahead and roll. I forgot you guys do level up. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and roll hit points. Well, I was saying because Nate. That's we, right. So we can just wait. We'll wait until next time. Don't yeah. forget about that. We'll roll that next mm-hmm. time that we're all together as a group. Um, we'll roll for hit points and everything. Um, yeah. So it, unless you guys end up. We'll yeah, see. It should be fine. Should be fine. <laughs> should be fine. We'll see. Should be fine. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Should be fine though. Um, <sighs> head down for breakfast. All right. And Coulter, sure enough, as you guys get downstairs, Coulter has a very big breakfast cooked. Huge breakfast, oh, in fact. Love you so much. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, after a big event like that, yes. another like a big breakfast to kind of smooth things over. And also the boss likes eggs. So, as he kind of tosses, there's there's omelets that have, uh, they're coated in cheese and onions and bell peppers. And inside of them, you see his his hams just kind of pouring out of the inside of them. Um, He's got gravy, he's got biscuits. He's done the whole thing here. Oh my. My gosh. (laughs) So, you guys nom down. Uh, You do notice, Colvin coming downstairs a little later. He looks big bags under his eyes. He's looking to look a little, little tired as he makes his way in and kind of sits down and begins to sip on his morning tea and uh, turns to each of you. So, where are you off to next? I suppose we're going to take care of some errands here in town and then head to Amanuea to get Mercy where she needs to go. Mm, all right. So, 
Well, um, chartering a ferry down on Weir is no easy task. No boats go in and out of the port except for the, uh, um, just a moment. There is one merchant vessel that travels in and out, and it is owned by the Alethian Rum Company. It's the only boat that goes to and from the island. Uh, there's a <clears throat> captain, Jacques, I believe is his name. He doesn't typically let people across, so you you might be able to win this favor, though. I know he's let people to and from before, so I don't I don't know what he offers or what he asks for, but you can go speak to him and see. I believe he's dockside for for, the, for another day or two, so he should be there. Do you know his last name, surname? Fred, I don't. Sorry. All right. Do you know anything that sways him? I don't really know him that well, to be honest. We don't trade in Lethian rum with the Dots Trading Company, so I couldn't tell you. I thought I knew his name. Huh? I thought I knew his name. We do. Jacques. Yeah, yeah I from I the spooky the story. Yeah. He's supposed to be dead. Is it? Is it? Like, Jacques a common-ish name. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a ghost ship. <laughs> Could be the great, great, great. Rom. Okay, yeah, that was that. Yeah, okay. What? He said it was the governess's rom. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He works for the governess. The governess. The governess. And please be careful, now, Johnny. Last night has me worried. Sick. I'm not going to tell your father. It seems that you're all capable enough of handling yourselves. Thank but you. Come back to us alive. I will do my very best to make sure of that. To be honest, I wouldn't be on this goose chase at all if Eliza had just, you know, not disappeared. So, what do we are? But I did send them word to let them know where we were going, so... Good. At least there's that much. As I said, I'm supposed to be meeting with your father soon about some dealings mm. north. Uh, but uh, I will not mention a word of this. Best not to worry them. Especially... I will simply tell them that I ran into you on our travels and you stayed with me and Meredith for a while. Don't worry about the damage here. We can cover it. Well, any extra funds that we get, we'll send them your way. I would greatly appreciate that, because it's expensive. It's not going to be cheap. However, the guards are going to stand watch at least for a couple of weeks, probably. They're going to keep an eye out. Would I know the extent of the damage, like, roughly? How much? Probably... It's mostly... The front doors were real fancy, hand-carved by a very well-known carpenter. I mean, you're probably looking at, you know, 30 or 40 golds worth for the carpentry work, like, mm -hmm. on the doors, and probably another 10 to 15 for the stairs to replace them. It's really the priceless tapestries that got burnt to pieces that are, that are tough. I think he's trying to, like... Is <laughs> <laughs> overall, it's probably gonna run like a hundred and twenty to hundred and fifty gold pieces to repair all the 
stonework, the floors, get everything back together. Okay, I'll go ahead and uh, 150, I'll leave it in a pouch All right. on the bedside. Before we leave. Yeah. You have no idea about the tapestries. Yeah. But you know, they're, they're old. That's <laughs> tough. But everything else is just mostly, mostly cosmetic. You know, the floors and the stairs were the main, the main one. They got wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> but the stone. The floors are my fault. Luckily, so. luckily the, the walls were made of stone. So there, you know, there's a couple of cracks. They'll just fill it with mortar and it'll be fine. Everything else is just mostly cosmetic. Um, front doors can be replaced. Yeah. Like I said, probably 120-ish gold pieces would probably cover all of it. But if you give them 150, that'll be enough to help cover some of the costs, to cover the costs and then some. Coulter, do you think I can maybe sway you into fixing some, you know, something that'll keep for a few days for us? Hmm. <sighs> Do you have a delicious jerky recipe you've been working on? Yes. Made with bourbon. Ooh. Sounds quite delicious. I'll get you some. Thank you. So, disappears and a little while later he does come back. As it, it's almost like he's already had it ready. <laughs> Got it wrapped up. And, uh, and he's actually, you see, there's a, piece of, there's a piece of it like hanging out of his mouth as he's steady chewing on it. And then he hands each of you, uh, this is probably like three days worth of rations for each of you. Hey, and it's jerky. So that was, gets you a bunch of dried meats and nuts to go with it, like some peanuts and things to go with it, cashews. I'm gonna miss this food. Yeah, I'm putting three days of good rations. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong, from what I understand, I mean, we're supposed to have pretty good cooks too. Right. I mean, it must be. Everyone that goes there never moves back. So. That can mean a lot of things. Well, I mean, the family members hear from them. They write constantly. I got a friend whose aunt moved there like 20 years ago. Oh, right. What? She says, she says she loves it there. It's apparently a fantastic place to live. Works good. It's like living in paradise from what they say. Oh. You know, I thought about it a little while. I thought about trying to get catch a barter over there and, you know, get a job as a cook maybe. Live on the island. Spend some time on the beach. But, uh... Colvin pays me really well. Hmm. Plus, I kind of like it here. Well, you know, we can always go and we could write back. Maybe it's not what it's cracked up to be. You know, grass greener and all that. Could be, yeah. I'd like to hear. It'd be hmm. nice. Yes. Well, if you're really talking about a place that you'd like to be a cook at, what about this place? It's a restaurant. Oh, yes. We just learned about it. Magnificent food from what I hear. Hmm. But it's a magical restaurant. I mean, it Piers, I think there's by the red door you have to go and open up to get there. Well, I don't care what kind of magical food you got. <laughs> it's not going to be as magical as mine. You can try, though. But I'll whip you every, way, every which way from Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, safe travels. Good to see you all. Good to meet you all. And, um, you know, till next time. Don't let any other dragonborn, you know, get you like that. Yes. Hopefully not again. Yeah. And if it does, just make sure it doesn't do it in my kitchen. Yes. You know. I give him a big hug. Yeah, he gives you a big burly <laughs> hug. It's kind of like you have to lean over his beer gut to like to, to really to really put your arms around. It's the but, best uh, kind. Yeah. So, you all, 
uh, make your way out of the Hendrival Manor. Billy's full um, with rations for days. Uh, where do you go from there? I suppose we should try and find Jacoby. I guess either that or the Tinkerous place. Uh, is his house on the way? Hmm? Jacoby's? Jacoby, yeah, it's on the way. Okay. Being the same, it's actually pretty close to the Hendrival Manor. You guys remember hearing him screaming from down the way. I suppose we'll head that way. So, you head over to the uh, to Jacoby's uh, town hall. Well, yeah, not really a town. It's a little bigger. It's not Hinterval Manor size, but it's pretty big. Um, as you guys make your way over and knock on the door, he does come down, and as he opens the door, he has a big ass smile on his face, and he looks literally fifteen years younger. Oh wow! As he looks at all of you and says. Something miraculous has happened. Yes, we took care of the timeless death. So that's why you're here. It was you. Yes. Are you sure it was you? You're feeling better? Mm-hmm. Feeling much better, actually. Would you like to see what it was that was doing it to you? You know, on second thought, it was you. It had to have been you. I don't want to see anything. <laughs> Here's your reward. Give me a moment. He makes his way inside. You hear some things being shuffled around and shifted. And he comes back with a, with a medium-sized chest... And hands it over to you with 2,000 gold pieces inside. He kind of like touches, like touches his face and he watches, he just rubs his cheeks and he smiles and he grins. He seems very pleased with himself. He's got like this little curly cue, cowlick at the front of his, front of his hairdo. <laughs> Did you just, uh... <laughs> All of a sudden, like, snap back or did it I come back? I just woke up and I looked in the mirror and I'm myself again and it's wonderful. Uh, he kind of looks at each of you as you guys are still a little bit charred and a little bit burnt and stuff from the night before. Says, I guess it was a lot getting it done, though. It was, and it was a bit exhausting, but, you know. Well, thank you. Thank you for putting lives at risk for the sake of a stranger. Now I can actually walk outside again. It's glorious. Ah. Anyways. I have a lot of work to catch up on, so audio and thank you, my saviors. Thank yes. you all so much. He makes his way inside. I don't like him. He told us how he got it, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Mm, touching the yeah the, the doll in the shop. I thought he did. Well, that was easy enough. Huh? To the shop then. <laughs> as you guys make your way over to the shop um, make your way inside and uh, just a moment let me switch my note page you are headed to wishful tinkering correct yeah okay as you guys make your way inside Worgen uh, sees you all enter in as he kind of okay. Shuffles his way over to you all. Um, little teddy bear still walking to and from. This, this time, the little bear walks over, um, and you notice because uh, uh, Cecilia, you can see the magic in this place, kind of curling around the toys and whatnot. Um, <laughs> the little teddy bear walks over. You can see its form, and it looks up at you. It just kind of goes, "Hey there," and then turns back around and just keeps walking. <laughs> oh my. I guess I'll just do like and, a little head nod and <laughs> try. And he says, "Oh yeah, I've uh, I've taught that one how to talk." 
It can't say much. It can say, hey there, and goodbye. And I love you. We're working on that one. I figured it would just make the children happy, you know. Anyways, did you bring the gemstones so I could get to work? Yes, we did. Beautiful. Wonderful. Fantastic. Is there anything we can do to maybe expedite the work? Ooh. Anything we can do to assist you, to help? Extra pair of hands, or...? Let me see what what, uh, what all you guys have asked for here. Let me see again. Oh, uh, where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Oh, this room and just in this right place, you know. Uh, well, since I knew you were all coming, the Siren Sonnet, I have just about had it finished. All I need to do is craft the parado to fit the lens, um, or the quartz, excuse me, the quartz to fit the lens. Um, the goggles. Yeah, that one's gonna be a little tricky because I do have to carve it down. Uh, could probably make that one work within the day. We'll have to shape the peridot. Um You guys do not have the uh, emerald for the viper's tongue, though. That's the only thing you're missing. I think I think that's right. I think I talked to Colvin about getting that. Yeah. And trading. I can't remember if we finished that though. We traded I think something I'll, with I'll, him. I'll yeah. say you did. Yeah, I think it would have. I remember trading to get the like I marked out some that of the. That was session eighteen. That was the one though that he's requiring the sea sallow, which is yeah you do have the gem, but he needs the sea sallow, which is a coastal mushroom. So somebody would have to go get that. Yeah. Um, I wrote that down. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, so. That one, that one would... Either way, that one's not happening. That one's not going to happen, but okay. he does tell you, I can probably get the other two done. Uh, as I said, the, uh, the the Siren Sonnet's almost almost ready. Or, excuse me, the Script Keeper, my apologies, not the Siren Sonnet. Script Keeper is almost ready. Uh, and then the Goggles of Night Vision, I can probably work that out. So if you want to come back and maybe dusk, I can get it all ready for you. Perfect. Uh, is there anything we want to buy... Just right out. You know, he's got the bag. That, that bag's keeping or whatever that was. Oh, the bag of holding. Yes. Of course the I bag do. Bag of holding. Yep. Mm -hmm. I do have one of those. You can stuff a small house inside it if you could fit it in. The, you could fit as much stuff as you could fill a small house with inside of it. <laughs> gnome sized house. Small gnome sized house. Do we maybe want to go in all together on that? Probably beneficial for not having to go and take a car everywhere to haul wares, but I mean, you know. I can't remember how much uh, it was going to cost us. It was 750. I think that would be worthwhile. And by the way, did you make sure to use the party funds for the repair of the House when I saw you get those to, to Colvin. No, I used my personal. It was my fault. I was blasting. Burn the crap and place up like a friggin' timber fire. It's alright. It's really fine. It's just money. Uh, but there's a means to an end. I mean, you know, that's, it's just money, that's all it is. It's just, you know, when, yes. when I get to the end, I won't need it. Well, if it makes you feel better, you can split it with me. Oh, I screwed up most of the house. To be fair. I'd love to have a lot of the tapestries. They're probably more expensive. Mm. Than, you know. Not expensive, but they were probably keepsakes heirlooms, so they're 
That was a bit rough, but yeah, you know. pictures of family members on. I feel uh, worse. Don't tell me. I can't remember. It's been uh, you know, it's been about fifteen years since yeah, I've been to the yeah, house, so they, they were dirty, dusty. They weren't that. I'm sure they weren't that nice. Never mind. Hopefully not. So, remind me what this siren sign it does. Who is that? Who is right, going to it's, use uh, that? it's called the script keeper. The siren sign is what he needed to make it. It's oh, called the oh. script keeper. Sea sallow was the mushroom that you're looking for. Yeah. The script keeper is for Cecilia. It's for will allow her to read. Ah, yeah. that's the reading. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, guess uh, as I, said, I do have a bag of holding. I have this uh, this beautiful bronze sculpture that can turn into a griffin and will fly you around. Um, that one's a little pricey. Um, I do also have the bolt, the foldable bolt that will unravel itself and can take you all over the place. It's a 15 foot bolt. It's pretty big. Um, I think it unravels actually into a 30 foot boat as well. Anyways, turns into a pretty big sailboat. Can carry about 15 people. So yeah, it would be bigger than a 15 foot boat. Anyways, it's the one I showed you. Um, I also have this rod and he kind of like holds it up in the air and he clicks it and it just floats there. You can't move it. It's immovable. Nothing can move it. You can try, but you can't move it. He takes it, clicks it again, moves it, uh, shifts it back underneath the counter. I got it. I did have a bottle that smoked and just created all these clouds, but some creepy dragonborn came and bought that one from me a couple of days ago. Of course she did. Imagine who that was. <laughs> um, I have a necklace that allows you to breathe underwater or in any environment, really. Uh, and yeah, I also have a, uh, it's called the Tinker's Wish. It uh, turns into hammer, crowbar, tongs, pliers, pretty much any tool you can imagine. Hmm. Anything interesting to you? Do you think you can make something that could potentially track someone, even if they didn't want to be tracked? Hmm. By magical means? I could, but that seems like a highly big invasion of privacy. So hmm. I won't. I suppose. You're no fun. I literally make <laughs> toys for a living. <laughs> right. And also, if it was someone who didn't want to be tracked and they had the arcane ways of not being tracked, well, then you wouldn't be able to track them, even with magic. Depends on loopholes, loopholes, yes. Who would pay the most money for the most magic? So, bag, bag, boat, griffin. I suppose bag, yes. We need the bag. Yes. All right. Yeah. So he pulls out the bag and slides it for you towards you, and this this. Uh, interesting little leather satchel with an opening that's about 10 by 10 inches. Uh, and on the front of it, where the flap opens up, there is a big smiley face that's been kind of uh, embroidered on the front of it. Which just made us a suicide Literally, that's, that's what it looks like in the books. That's Look it up. It's what it looks like in the book. Don't believe me? I'll pull it up. Mimic bag. Hmm? Let me show you. This is a bag of holding, for those of you who doubted me. I believe you. Big old smiley face, stitched into the front of it. I can remember, did I ask him if he had anything for protection? Mm. I think I did ask him. No, I'm afraid not. Most of my items are mm, utility. Trinkety. I don't make weapons and things like that. Trinkety. Trinkety. Unique. Unique, yes. 
Wondrous items. Quite literally. <laughs> Did anybody have a... I think Cash Rose had a rope and... It he did. He, he already bought it. Yeah, he bought the rope. <laughs> yeah. He bought the rope of climbing. Why am I thinking that he lost it at burn up or tore up or something? Nah, nope. Yeah. Nope. You still got it. Okay. He's good. Anything else? I think that's it. No boat. No griffin. No rod. No necklace. Just the bat. All amazing, but... All right. But we don't have a ton of money here. Very well. Well, thank you for your patronage. I appreciate your... And uh, like I said, come back at dusk and I will have your... Your other items ready, but I should get to work. So I will go shop, I'll let you be on your way, and I'll get to work as quickly as I can. As I said, the enchantments are finished. It's just about mostly concentrating it into the gemstones as the conduits and carving them into the correct shape. Perfect. So, you guys make your way out. Where do you head from here? I guess maybe Mercy help her Figure out the ship, the boat stuff. Nope. She said she didn't need no help. I mean, she said that, but we can still help her. Go check on her and make sure she's okay. Mm-hmm. Anybody's giving her a rough time at the docks. Alright, so you all make your way down to the docks. Um, kind of look around. It's a pretty busy day on the port right now. Um, yes. Watch out for Captain Senna. No, okay. Because Caceros, if anybody wants to help me listen out for... I definitely will. What? <laughs> so, you guys uh, make perception checks, those of you who are looking out. Eight. Eight. You don't see Captain Sinna anywhere. I look to make sure that dusk hunters hide in the shadows or stuff like that. What you got? Cecilia? (laughs) (laughs) Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. Listing out. uh, You don't. You don't hear any. uh, Any. Any speak. You don't hear Senna's voice. You don't hear any speak of uh, dusk hunters or anyone after Castros. Seems just a busy day at the port. Everyone's talking about. Uh, fishing and and what the weather's going to be like over the next few days and it's kind of a calm day really um you do hear mercy's voice though as she's speaking with some people nearby and you got a gesture in her direction and um you all look as cecilia kind of points this out and you see as mercy's speaking with another what appears to be a deckhand or a cat or a, a, a ship worker and she kind of just hangs her head and says, oh, okay, all right, thank you anyways. And um, looks a little perplexed and a little bit disappointed. Walk over to her. Are you having trouble, dear? Well, yes, I'm having a little trouble. And apparently no one here share, sells to Amonweir. There's only one boat. And, and it's, it's run by some captain named Jacques, and I can't for the life of me seem to find him. That's what Colbin told us this morning. When we asked him. Well, have you just asked around, or? Yes, I've asked around, and apparently he kind of keeps to himself, and 
If he's not a tipsy tankard, no one knows where he's at. We did see him once before, down in the, uh... That place where we saw him. Yeah, the storage area. <laughs> the storage area yeah. with the rum. Yeah. With the rum, yeah. Yeah, could we maybe go down there? See if he's... Video where they store the rum. Could. What'd you say? Said if he's not there, we could pretend to steal some rum. Oh yeah, see if he just pops up. (laughs) (laughs) Quit stealing my rum. Alright. Are there any ships that seem to be moored that look Well, it's a fast-paced ship that would be, you know, something that's not just a merchant traveling, something that might be for hire for a reason, you know. Mm, go ahead and uh, make a perception check as you can look about and see. Do I get to add my advantage or something based on my background? You do. Ooh. You're what? <laughs> Chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that TikTok will forever be ingrained in my memory. <laughs> Mortalized. What do you want? Chocolate. Dirty. <laughs> Dirty twenty. Um, looking about, uh, you do see a uh, kind of. Most of these are pretty large merchant vessels, but you do see a couple of smaller ship uh, like fishing vessels off to the side and then what looks to be a uh, like a skiff like a runner vessel that's made for short trips um, you would know with that with your background that sometimes you can persuade people to take you to ports if you pay them the right amount of money that get you across and back you know you could get you, know, you could pay them to taxi you well, able to tell from the size of that smaller ship you mentioned that it's, be, it's still a skiff. It's not. It. It's not tiny. It's still. It's still. You guys don't know that that travel to Amwear is. Uh, it's about. I mean, it's probably. It's probably big enough to make it. It's a pretty good distance. It's. A, it's, it's about 150 to. Uh, 150 to 200 miles off offshore. It's a pretty good distance, but um, you know, about a about a week and a half travel. So, by ship. If I might go down here and talk to that uh, captain of that ship over there. Give it a shot if you don't. Sure. Right. Go down and see if there's anybody first mate or anybody on there or people right. working. So you make your way down and uh, there's a couple of deckhands and you do see is uh, there's this uh, taller, kind of slender, uh, older gentleman that's command- like telling people, uh, it's like, all right, be careful with that. Be careful with that. Oh, it's fragile, idiots! It's kind of like talking to his deck hands as they're, sh- they're loading some cargo onto the ship, and he kind of looks in your direction. Hey, right, mate, what can I do for you? Look for some ship's passage. Want to go and find a quick way to get to Almond Weir. Got business there. Well, you're not going to get any passage here, mate. Sorry. We don't sell to Almond Weir. Don't need you to sell to... Oh. Never mind. <laughs> a little slow today. Can I ask exactly where you are selling? Just out of curiosity. Aye. We're selling as a uh, small village up north of here. Between here and Argamon. We're staying along the coast. Taking a few goods up that way. Oh. 
Very good. Do you know exactly, um, have you seen this Captain Jock? The one that goes to and from, hum and where? Not lately. I know he's here. His ship's over there, he kind of like points off uh, to the north and you see about four piers over, there is an, there's a vessel, it's a pretty decent sized merchant vessel. Um, not, it's not huge by any means. Um, it's probably a 35, 40 foot vessel. Um, uh, two sails on top. Um, it's got, uh, kind of looks like two levels. Uh, doesn't have, like the cargo hold doesn't look like it'd be terribly big, to be honest with you. Um, it kind of takes you by surprise a bit, but there is, on the sails, you do see the Alethian rum sigil on top of the, like on the, the main sail, or on the flag that kind of flies above the sail, excuse me, the sails would be pulled in at this point. You don't see anybody on the ship currently, but... Go over and just wait. Okay, I'm just curious why you don't sail there. I mean, is it a, one of those things where everybody's got to go and pay homage to someone to go and... Uh... Could be exclusive territory. I know we don't want other mining companies mining where we mine. Maybe they have... That's what I was asking. Jock's the only one that takes things in and out. That's all we know. Jock's the only one. He's the only one that's got permissions. Other ships have gone. Other ships have not returned. We imagine that uh, their ports are a little hostile with the way they treat people that don't have uh, permissions to enter their port. Yeah, because they come from the big dog up top, right? Probably. Yeah. Listen, all we know is the rum brings in a yep. lot of money. The rum sells for a lot of money. People don't ask too many questions. All we know is that we're not allowed to go there, so we don't go there. Well, since you can't go there, any place that you go to go and really uh, turn a dime, so to speak, a copper. Kind of. I mean, if you're interested in going around the Storm Coast and going to Yord, there's a couple of places around there that could be a lot of fun. But be careful. Those uh, Yordans are... They're a violent bunch. Fun, but violent. I believe it's on my bucket list for some reason. It's a lot of fun. Alright. I appreciate the... Information and maybe uh, ways to take you home if you trap or you. Aye. You too. Artemis, come here. Sure. I know you said you weren't from money, but just a little tip and advice. Don't go flaunting around that you have it, otherwise, other people might make you a prime target for stealing from. Wait, wait, wait. You have to really help me out here. Where did you get the inclusion that I said? Turn a copper. Turn, you know, spend some money, do some fun things. Only people with money do those things, so if people know oh, you have so money, they're going to steal never it. Never mind. Just you didn't get thought. what I said. I don't communicate very well. That's probably the reason why I burned shit up. Now, I was trying to tell him, or ask him, where did he go to travel to turn a big dollar for himself? I was just where you might go to make a lot of money. Not that I had money. I don't have any freaking money. The only money I got is from the one we've been to the traveling from. It's <laughs> a lot of money. But. No, I was trying to ask where did he go to make his biggest buck? Because I'm going, that might be of interest to us. Maybe there's magic out of him today. Maybe there's a reason to go somewhere else. 
I suppose I see that, but... Asked him to turn a bigger copper. It's not that I was going to go and get... And a hell, it's a fucking copper anyhow. That's not worth much any... Is it? I mean, to the right person, yes. Well, then it went bad if I told him. Never mind. Come on, let's go to the other place and see. <laughs> if old jockey boy is there, that we can might be able to bend his arm a little bit. All right. Don't really trust him. I don't really be keel hauled in the morning. To be fair, if it's the same person we met the first time, he's quite nice. Yeah, they always start out that way. They want something from you. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> All right. So you guys make your way over to the, um, like, towards the, the Mercy, ship. Mercy, come on. Mercy. Have you already been over here? You just call her like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> she really does. She kind of... Come on, She kind of turns around. She, what? What? Oh, yes, of course. She <laughs> begins to follow along as you guys make your way over. And uh, as you... Uh, you get over towards this vessel and you kind of take a look. You do see um, etched into the side of the ship. It says the Harpy's Harpoon. Do we see anyone around? Um, is you kind of actually looking? Um, do you kind of look around, you don't see anyone. Um, you don't see Jock, you don't see anyone on the ship. Um, seems empty enough. Okay, I'm gonna just take a moment and ritual cast to tech magic, see if there's anything hinky going on with the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do I hear anything too? Or no? Um, so, <laughs> as you cast detect magic, uh, make a perception check for me, Cecilia, as you're listening okay. listening out for anything. As you... You got a ritual cast it? Uh, yeah, I would try and find a place where I can maybe get some cover so I'm not like, hey, look what I'm doing okay, so you with all these go ships. go behind some crates and stuff and kind of sit down <laughs> yeah. and begin to conjure. Uh, Cecilia, what was your perception check? I gotta re-roll because it's slanted. There we go. Well... Both of those were nasty anyway. <laughs> so 15. 15. Listening out, um, you can hear as the the wood on the harpy's harpoon begins to kind of creak and shift on the waves. It sounds hollow within. You don't hear anyone. Um, don't see anything. Nobody. You don't. Or of course you don't see anything. You don't hear anyone. <laughs> um, you, no. <laughs> <laughs> kind of listening in, um, just quiet. Okay. Um, as you finish casting Detect Magic and it kind of goes off, you kind of walk back over towards the ship and you do pick up a couple of things. The, uh, the sails that are currently wound have enchantment magic on them. And somewhere inside the what appears to be the captain's quarters, you're picking up abjuration magic. Okay. 
And then you would also be picking up Abjuration Mat on the Captain's Quarters door that leads into it. That's it. That's it? Okay. Something being protected inside the quarters, something on inside that's protected, and then the, the sails. The sails. So. Um, as you guys are kind of wandering around the ship, you do hear is what it sounds like nets and other things kind of hit the, hit the, uh, the boards behind you, the wood behind you. And you turn around, you see the tall, kind of hunched-over form of Jacques. As he, ah, well, it is good to see you again. And tell me, what do you have to want with my ship, huh? Well, I believe we like Passage Storm and Winter. Hmm. Alright. I don't often offer help. Or I don't offer my ship services to be a taxi across the sea. But in your case, being that you all helped the governess out... I suppose I can make an exception for a fee. Is this acceptable? You're traveling there anyway. I believe it's acceptable, as long as uh, the fee is something we can afford. Do you also deal in trade? Hmm. Sometimes. Of course he does, he's a seaman. This depends on what you have to offer me. Hmm. For now... We say that uh, travel across the sea for you all will be, uh, I'll say, five gold pieces each. Hmm. Does this sound fair? Sounds fair to me. Mercy kind of looks. I I think I can handle that. I can take care of that. She approaches and you watch as Jacques kind of extends his hand down. And she puts a small pouch of gold in his hand. And he, Looks, he kind of squints his eyes at her and takes it. Uh, quick question. He. Oh, I would note too, yeah. With I was about to magic say, going is he on? popping off magic? He is covered in enchantment magic, head okay. to toe. Something all over him. Mm-hmm. And. What are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Make an arcana check for me. <laughs> Eight. Eight. You're not, you're not sure. It's, it's familiar. It's almost like you've seen this kind of enchantment before, but you can't quite place it. So, yeah. All right, then. We sail at night. This evening. Be ready. All right. Just as the sun sets. Just be sure you stay out of my way. And understand, too. There is nothing in the cargo hold. I do not have guest quarters. You will have to stay there. We have bedrolls and we just lay them out on the floor. We As long as we're safely on land. When the trip ends. Is there a particular reason you'd like to travel at night? It is when I'm ready to sail. Winds are best when the sun goes down. Don't leave him. Make an inside check. Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, you have not sailed before. Sure, it sounds good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it gets a little windy sometimes when the sun goes down. 
Alright. But understand one thing. When I take you there, I will have to leave again not too long after I drop you off. I will not return for three weeks. Alright. Did not think about that going into it. There is no other vessel that travels in and and out of Amanweer, except for the Harpy's Harpoon. So, there is a tavern on the island. It is quite nice, small inn. You can stay there for tonight. Do you know the name? I do indeed. It's called the Golden Gale. Did any of us gleam his lingering um, mercy? Make an inside check. And if it was like malicious? <laughs> what is it? Not good. Four. Four? It just seems. He seems curious. Like when she handed him the gold, it was more like a look of curiosity, maybe. As to, you know, you're, you're all these kind of tall, imposing adventurers, and Mercy's this, you know, five foot six girl dressed in really nice clothes. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's the same. Maybe, maybe just curiosity. Animus. And you travel this enough that, um, you feel nothing would become to us on the sea. <laughs> no one would dare come after the Harpy's Harpoon, lest they suffer the wrath of the governess. You'll be safe with me. As long as you do not bring trouble with you. I'm gonna insight check and see if he's like just saying, "Oh, he's gonna be, he'll be safe for whether he's gonna." You know, be Make an insight check. <laughs> You're squirming. Uh, <laughs> squirming he's not so worth it. It's a five plus five. whatever. It's nothing. Hard to tell. Yep. It's honest enough. What time of day is it? Artemis is going to be all right, and I mean. It's not. Well, you know, we have ways of getting back. You can swim further than you can see land. Actually, I have a few things where we can, if I'm smart, I can let us all breathe underwater. We can walk on the water. Not for long, but... <laughs> then that won't really do a whole lot of good because we I walk. I can control the water, too. I'm glad Don't you... be scared. It's fine. Do you know how to swim? Of course I know how to swim. Well, then you're fine. What are you worried about? Because I can't swim with over 2,000 leagues. I can maybe help you with that. It's fine. You'll be all right. Sure. <laughs> what time of day was it? Uh, it's after like noonish right now. So, is there anything you guys want to do before you acquire your items and begin to make your set sail for Amonwear? Anything else is this the last time to see Mercy, or no? She's coming with She's us. coming with you. Coming with us? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. That's where we're taking her on. Yeah. That's where she's oh. going. Oh. Yep. You're right. Alright, so. Anything anybody wants to do? Any unfinished business they'd like to take care of? And I'll, I'll get with Nathan 
whenever uh, whenever he gets back and we'll discuss if there's anything he would have wanted to purchase or whatever, and I'll work yeah. that out with him. So. I know he had his eyes on the, yeah, the mandolin. The mandolin. And, or I think it was the loot. That yeah, he was there was one at. of yeah. them that was way out of price yeah. range, and then yeah. But I guess just pick up the items would be the only okay. thing that we need right. or want to do that I can remember anyway. Yeah, so I'll, I'll work with him on the mandolin and see if he's, we'll say that he'd be out shopping on his own right now. Mm. Um, but uh, we'll, I'll work with him when he comes back. Can you say how many days it was going to be trapped on the sea? Um, he did not say. Mm -mm. We're just, we're stuck there for three weeks when we get yep. there. I understood so, that right. Yep, you're stuck there for three weeks. Okay. And he didn't say whether his passage gave us food or not, I'm sure it doesn't. That's why we got the rations. But we only had. Yeah, we got 14 days before that that we haven't spent because we've been here. And it's not going bad. Uh, I mean, okay. we haven't I can't remember how long we've been. Okay. I think we've only been here for like two days. You've been here for this, you've been here for or three. three or four days. It's yeah. been a few days that you've been here. So. Yeah. So. So you would, you would gather uh, at about 150 miles, 150 to 200 miles offshore. It's probably going to take about maybe four or five days at sea yeah. to get there with we your got, background. We got jerky. Depending on the winds, you guys, you, you would gather. It's probably going to take you about a week to get there. So, if you want to get some more, we can get some more. We can fish. We can starve on neck and afraid for three days before we yeah. even feel like we're, you know, yeah. <laughs> losing, losing weight or something. So. Live off the ocean. As, as you're kind of having this discussion, Mercy says, oh, I, I suppose I should have noted I, I've purchased rations for everyone on the journey. There we are. Um, you've, all, <laughs> you've all done so much for me, and I'm technically hiring you, which means I should be providing for you. So I have rations for everyone, at least for the next week to get us across the sea. Um, I've also... Purchased some, well, some blankets in case the journey gets cold, and um, little oil and for the lanterns. I don't give you enough credit. You're so lovely, Mercy. Thank you. Of, of course. Thank you. So, Celia, anything you'd like to do before you guys set sail? Uh, no, just pick up the items. All right. As you guys go back, as dusk falls upon you, um, you go back to the, tink uh, the, the wishful tinkering. And you step inside and Morgan comes over to you and he does have your items ready. He kind of looks over to you, Artemis. Ah, here you are. Took me a second to carve them. One of them was a little crooked, but I uh, did the best I could with it with the time that you gave me. Um, but here you go. And he hands, hands you this, uh, these goggles that uh, they look like the head of an owl. And these, he's put the peridot in the lenses. He's like carved it out into this perfectly strange little like greenish tinted lenses. And as you put them on, everything gets really bright. You immediately have to take them off. Wait till it gets dark and then try that. Promise it'll work. Uh, where it's a little crooked, can I like take mending and like... You kind of, you walk over and you go... He looks at you and says... Kind of wrinkles his nose. Sometimes, just a little bit, just a mild little bit of the workman's hand. Their touch, that little, that little kink in it, that little scratch. It's 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 a sign of their work. It means that I did it. But you see now it's perfectly symmetrical. And that means that anyone could have made it. <laughs> now I'll never know who made them. You, you made did it, of course. Yes. We'll tell everyone. 
fated fall, tell them. Wargrin. From the Dots family. Very well. If you insist. Gives you a look. He says, ah, you do. <laughs> and he kind of like shuffles his little feet over and like takes your hand, Cecilia, and kind of like pulls it in. And he slides these, this, this interesting little ring. It's like these two rings. And he slides them over your hand and uh, you can't see it, but in the middle of them, there is this, uh, those of you that are looking, there is this lens, this quartz lens. Um, and he takes a book and he opens it up and he kind of like puts it underneath it. He says, hi, here's the book. Simply take it, find the start of the page, and then run your fingers across it. What? All right. And I will just go ahead and try my best. So, as you begin to run your fingers across the page, you hear this voice speak to you in your mind. It's, it's, it's like a whisper in your ear. As you hear, The boy's journey began... Like any other journey, with one foot after the other as he stepped out of his front door, setting off on a grand adventure. And you can kind of, as you continue, the story kind of takes place and you can hear it whispering in your mind, the story. And he takes the book and he kind of pulls it from you and says, does it work? Yes, it's quite impressive, actually. Thank you. Perfect. Try not to break it. Anyways. Also. This is a fantastic book, by the way. If you haven't read it, you should read it. So, is it for sale? No, it's fine. It takes it, <laughs> kind of like puts it away. Kindle. So, puts it away. And, anyway, I hope you are satisfied with your items and with your purchases. Very satisfied indeed. Thank you. Wonderful. I hope to see you all again very soon. Out of game, do we need to attune to these items or are they just stuff that we can put on? Oh, let me see. I don't... I don't believe yours requires it. Okay. So I could just put them in like the... Yep. Bag holding in the or Yeah. In Okay. Okay. Let me see real fast. Uh, Script Keeper does not require attunement. Neither do the Goggles of Night Vision. No. Neither require attunement. I believe you all paid him up front, right? Whenever you, for the time. I think so. Yeah, I think you did. You just had to get the gems. The gems, so. I think. If not, if we go back and listen, then. Yeah, I think it was only just... 100 gold pieces, and then it was just 150 yeah. total, so. It'd be 150 for hers, and then 250 for his. No, that was the that was a requirement for the, the crystal. Yes, the, the time was only 150 gold pieces okay. for his time. All right, so. I don't know if we did, actually. I don't think we paid. You may not have. Yeah, I don't think we paid. Okay, well. We'll settle up on that later. Not too worried about it right now. Mm-hmm. As you guys make your way back to the docks, as the dusk begins to set, the sun begins to set, dusk is upon you. I can't English tonight, apparently. Can't English, can't word. Let's see. Still checking to make sure we're not being followed. Make perception checks. Right, all right, all right. Because you know, all the things. 18. 18? Okay. 
22. 22? 15. So, listening out, um, you don't hear anything that catches your attention. Those of you looking, you don't see anything. Um, as the sun sets, all the ships are in. You do hear the tipsy tankard begins to get very uh, like busy and lively as everyone sets foot inside. I don't know why this is the one that always comes up when I play. It always ends up, it, it confuses <laughs> me because I think it's the right one. Starts off real like then it's not. mysterious and then it gets all happy. It's not what I'm going for. Oh no. Not what we're going oh, for I here. I thought that's what we were going for. I was like, oh, this is going to be nice. No, no. <laughs> Should have known better. So. I think Casper's can disguise himself. He has the. Um, there we go. Hood. The hood. Or something. Yeah. Like he put his hood up. So, and he would definitely put that hood up. Yeah. As you guys make your way down to the docks, back to the Harpy's Harpoon, you see now um, there is a lantern with this uh, kind of green glow hanging on the front mass of, of the mast, giving off, like kind of illuminating the top deck. Um, as you approach, you see is there's a bit of a fog beginning to kind of pull up around the docks here, around the piers, kind of rising up and creeping over the, uh, the water break. And you see as Jacques' shadow begins to step out of the captain's quarters and make his way towards you. Adin, are we all ready to set sail? I believe so, yes. Are you ready? What's the sky look like? So you look up, um, there are some clouds kind of rolling in from the from the east. Look dark. Sunset, how does it look? So you kind of looked to the west towards the sun as it's setting. Deep red. Leave right. Red skies at night to say less delight. Just don't want red skies in the morning. I have no idea what any of that means, dear. Red skies in the morning to say let's take warning. It's bad <laughs> weather on the rise. Good, good to know. He kind of <laughs> gestures for all of you to step on board as each of you make your way across. His big form, the big beard, kind of looking over you, kind of as you step on. Aden, let us set sail for Amanweir. As he pulls the gangplank on, he watches, he um, unties the ship, and you see as he pushes, you wonder if he has anyone to help him. Like, this is a 40 foot vessel, it's a pretty big ship. And you watch as by himself, he grabs the hole and begins to push off the pier and spins it almost entirely by himself, pushing it out towards the sea. And then he grabs on to the ladder that's kind of hanging on the side and pulls himself up as it begins to spin. Pulls himself off and you watch as with the swiftness, he shifts around, begins untying ropes and let loose, letting loose two sails that drop down below. Um, you watch as on the larger sail, there are these arcane sigils embroidered in it. And he says the words, take us home. And the arcane runes begin to glow. 
and you watch as this arcane wind kind of <laughs> begins to pull and billow, and you all begin to sail, set off across the Amarth towards Amamware. And that's where we're going to end tonight's session. Woo! Oh, That's amazing. I was going to so. ask if you needed any help, but obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to end that tonight's session there, and uh, we'll regroup next time when we have uh, everyone here. And, Lagan, hope you get to feeling better. Yes, Thank please. you for joining in with Thank us. You. Anyways. Sorry you feel hope bad. It, hope it broke up the, the four walls uh, in there, a you know, bit. gave you a little socializ- <laughs> socialization at least. I appreciate it. They're pretty bland if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> you see a little bit of art. <laughs> All right. Anyways, thank you everyone for listening in. And until next time, good night. Good night. Night. So long. Night, Lincoln.